Today's episode is brought to you by the Foxy Bay Straightening Hairbrush at foxybay.com. This West Coast brand gives you the power to keep it sleek, chic, and sassy one hair flip at a time. Stay tuned for a discount code, especially for Daddy OFM listeners, and your chance to win a Foxy Bay Straightening Hairbrush for free. Hello and welcome to Daddy OFM. Broadcasting live from West Hollywood, California. Joining us today is actress and designer, Drea Michelle. We'll be talking social media, reality TV, and her swimwear label, Mint Swim. I'm your host, Jonathan Bukalil, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, Drea, and welcome to Daddy OFM. Hello. Great to see you again, darling. We're out at uh, Drea's Place in the Hills. It's so lovely here, and you have an incredible home and another beautiful day in California. First of all, I wanted to say what a pleasure it was shooting with you for Imagista. You were amazing. You had a great team. Uh, shout out to Michael Mann. And they were some of the best photos I've done in quite a while. I thought we really connected on set and made some amazing photos, so thank you. Thank you for shooting it. You were you were awesome. You were like one of the most professional photographers I've ever worked with so far. I mean, I haven't done a million shoots, but I've done a lot, and yeah. this one was kind of different. Oh, great! Thank you for thank you for that. Yeah, because we we you know, a lot of your stuff is normally a lot more body conscious and a bit more glamorous, but we did something much more designer based and refined and black and white, and and, and it was really interesting to 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 bring it back into a, something a little bit more subtle for you? Well, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a thinner girl, but I'm still, in the eyes of everyone else, still very much curvy. Right. So I wasn't sure about the shoot in the beginning because mm. I wasn't very confident in how I was going to look and, you know, couture gowns and things like <laughs> that with, you know, my curves. Right. But with my style team and you, you know, you guys were able to capture it and it made me feel really confident because, like I said, at first I wasn't on board with it all because I didn't want to look trashy in, you know, beautiful gowns. And that was my one thing that I said, you know, I'll do this Mm. if you guys can keep me from looking, you know, too curvy, too voluptuous, Mm. too much cleavage, too much hips. You know, I didn't want, you know, that those curves to show. I just wanted to look High, high fashion, you know? Yeah, and you did, and I thought that your curves were still present and, and we reflected who you were as a person, but going to an incredible event or something. So I thought it was a, it was a great shoot, and thank you for, for um, participating in that with us. So I wanted to talk to you about your early life and, and, and your social media and your reality TV career and how it all kind of uh, intertwines and connects with, the, with each other. So you grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I I grew up in a really small city called Reading, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about 40 miles outside of Philadelphia, so that's like the next closest city. So usually when people ask where I'm from, it's not that I'm, you know, not trying to say Reading, but a lot of people don't know where it is. So it's easier for me to just say Philadelphia sometimes because everyone knows Philly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, small city. Um, I grew up there my whole life. Mm. My whole family is there. Uh And... um, 
Yeah, that's that's me. Growing up in in Reading, can you describe what that was like and what kind of inspired you to hit the road and come to LA? Yeah, well, Reading, like I said, is a very small city. However, yeah. it is very it's a small city in size, but it is very much a city. You know, it has everything right. that a normal city would have. It has a downtown. Mm-hmm. It has suburbs. It has like a transportation system. Yeah. You know, it yeah. has all of the things that a city has. It's just very small, so. You know, there's a couple elementary schools, a couple middle schools, but one high school. Right. So, you know, <laughs> the people that you're in kindergarten right. with, you graduate with also. The next biggest city was Philly, so I would go to Philly as much as I could right. just, you know, to see something bigger and something different. And then, you know, if you wanted to travel even further, two hours away was New York. Right. And yeah, um, I just ventured out. I would go to D.C. two hours away, New York two hours away. So all of these big cities were so close. Yeah. I just wanted to get to L.A. because I always had a passion for swimwear, and I just knew that being in Pennsylvania, you know, it's a landlocked (laughs) state. There's a summer, but it's not an amazing, you know, beach summer, so we don't have any beaches. I just knew I needed to get by a beach to become inspired and to really, you know, make it happen. Oh, absolutely. And I've just moved from New York about a year ago, so and I I grew up in Australia, and I was so used to that kind of beach culture lifestyle. Um, But being in New York, it's it's so cold most of the year, and then the summer's so short, and you have to drive out to get some beach time. And, And coming out here has just really changed my life and change my attitude about things and it is inspirational you feel so much closer to nature and to the beach so i'm not surprised about that and so so your purpose was when you first came to la was to to start a swimwear label and that sort of thing or how how was your first uh, few years here uh well i i i came to la a lot in the summers as a child because one of my aunts lives out here so right. i would come visit her um every summer for like five years in a row so i started to get used to california so i always knew that i wanted to be here then you know came the idea of a swim line and i just didn't have the means or the atmosphere and environment to do it so you know having a swimwear line was always the dream uh, I got a call from producers that do Basketball Wives, a reality show, and they asked me, you know, would I be interested in coming to L.A. to do their show? And the first thing that popped into my mind was, you know, not necessarily doing the show. I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. I'll be on TV. But really, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, I get to come to L.A. Like, here's my golden ticket. You know, right. they're even going to put me on an airplane and get me right. out here. Right. And I'm going to be able to live here for a few months. So I'm going to take advantage of that. So, of course, I was just like, yes, you know, I'll right. do it. So that's amazing because usually it's the other way around that people go on these shows and then have the fame and the followings and then try to decide what to do with it. But you had the goal of your swimmer line oh, from yeah, the beginning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that w- what you said is absolutely right. You know, people get famous and then they decide, well, what can I do with my fame? Mm. Um, for me, it wasn't like that. And I think that my brand... Um, speaks for itself because yeah. it's genuine yeah. and it, it was really a passion of mine and that's why it's so successful yeah. and you know other people's you can you, you can tell their supporters can tell that you know they kind of just did something because right. <laughs> they were just hot at the moment yeah so, like some strange uh, 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 new track or some, some yeah like oh, in music. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll create a yeah exactly <laughs> and, and and it's not genuine and it never works when it's yeah. like that so it has to be something that's true to your heart and that you're passionate about and swimwear is something that I'm definitely passionate about and what was it um, growing up in Reading that that made you even considered doing a swimwear line were you going to the beach that often or did you just like the aesthetic of it I've been going 
going on vacations right. um, since I was a child. My mom would always, you know, plan a yearly vacation for us. So I just was a little bit more cultured than the people that I grew up around. Right. You know, I, I've I have best friends that are my age that I grew up with my whole life that have never even been on an airplane before. Oh wow, yeah. And um, you know, we're thirty and they yeah. still haven't <laughs> been on an airplane yet. And well, that's bizarre, yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. I mean, because they're a very small town, small yeah. mind and, and that's all right. You know, they're comfortable. But me, you know, I was advanced. Yeah. Uh, my family, you know, was able to take vacations to travel. I was lucky enough to have an aunt in California that I could go visit. So I've seen beaches all over the world. I've, you know, been on cruises, airplanes, boats, every everything you can think of. And um, I just knew that I loved to be in a bathing suit. Um, <laughs> you know, I've always been a little bit more outgoing than other people. So, you know, being in a bathing suit, being scantily clad or, you know, whatever you call it, was always kind of a thing for me. Yeah. I like to be as naked as possible and a swimsuit was just always perfect for me so i just wanted to be somewhere where i could live in a swimsuit like 24 hours a day well i um, absolutely encourage that um <laughs> <laughs> so uh so can you tell us something about your experience i don't want to go too deep into your experience on um, basketball wise but i'd like to 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 at least get a some sort of impression of of, of what your experience on the show was like my experience on the show was a l series of life lessons that I'll never forget um, and that were very useful. Um, I learned a lot. I was able to grow within five years and people and people that support me were able to watch me grow and grow with me. I don't regret it. No, um, no, it was definitely yeah. a um, stepping stone for, oh, for you sure. know where I am now. Absolutely. It opened many doors. It's closed many doors, but right. that motivates me to just work harder because I love, love, love. A lot of people are driven by money, but I'm driven by show and prove. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say I told you so. And <laughs> any opportunity that I get to say I told you so, I'm going to take. Yeah. And I'll take that opportunity over a, a high paying opportunity because I like to say, haha, you know, look at me now. Right. And that's what I, lo I loved about you on, on said that was that your authenticity came through when you weren't doing this just for for the likes and then for everything else you you believe in what you do and you're a creative person and i found i found that doing this show that that people are just driven to from wherever they are to go and find their um, purpose in life and and it's like you can be from the smallest town but if you know what you want to do and you follow that and you have drive and ambition and keep on that path it will all happen for you and so yeah basketball wise was i'm sure had its pluses and minuses and you know as you say doors closing and open but i think it was a, a great thing for you and, and allowed you to to gain a voice and gain a following and what's interesting now with the with the internet the way it is and the access you have to the world that the gatekeepers are no longer there so you can just build your audience and find a following and then do what makes you happy and create and, and you know do stuff you believe in um, now Instagram kind of came into being when you were on Basketball Wives. Do you remember your first interaction with Instagram and how you started oh working Oh my with gosh, that? I absolutely remember Instagram. I was so anti-Instagram. I was annoyed that it was a thing. Right. I was annoyed that, you know, people were distracted from Twitter, which right. I loved so much. Um, and I was, I was 
anti it. I didn't want to sign up. I didn't want to start an account, and I got a late start. Right. Um, I got on Instagram probably about nine months after it was like the thing to do. And I, I got on and I was like, fine, you know, I bit the bullet and I signed right. up and I was just so like, I didn't want to post anything. And I was just like, this is stupid. And then I just, I started to like it and then slowly, but surely I started to see, you know, which photos got more attention than others. Right. And I started to use it as a marketing tool. Right. But man, and it's a brilliant marketing tool. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's better than a TV commercial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was anti Instagram, and thank God I came around because <laughs> I'm really good at it now. Yeah. And how many followers do you have? I think you have like five million or something I have ridiculous. Five point three million. You cannot <laughs> count out that extra three hundred thousand. No, please, please. No, three hundred thousand people is still a yeah. lot of people. That's like a, a, a quarter of the population of Australia. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I and need it. I actually need some Australian followers. Oh yeah, I, this is this is top twenty in Australia. So oh I'm yeah, sure I need I need to know people in Australia. I'm so fascinated mm. by that over there. I need to visit the the culture. The beach life is completely different over there, and that's like a beach that I've yet to explore. Oh, absolutely. I don't need, really love you over I there. need to get over there. Yeah, you should go to Byron Bay and to Sydney and just beautiful I, I places. I see it all. I'm scared, a little scared of sharks, and I heard they're, they're sh <laughs> it's a bit sharky there, but... Um, <laughs> I did have an encounter with a great white when I was diving up in Byron Bay. Wow. Like, all my friends were like, oh, here he goes with that story again. But um, yeah, I was diving off Byron Bay, and this massive great white was came up in the water, came right up to us, took a look at us, and then disappeared. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. So it is a bit sharky there. But the Australian fashions, and, and Australians have a real kind of um, definitive beach style, which I don't think is, is anywhere else, cause the, because the beach is right in the city, and so it, it's kind of like this beachy city vibe. So you should definitely go I, I mean, I love it. I look, I follow, like, Australian bloggers. I'm right. obsessed with them. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the Australian bloggers, the Australian uh, swim models, the yeah. Australian swim brands. Right. I'm, I'm big fan of, even though I have my own. Fantastic. You know, I'm still a fan of other designers, and I, I just love it. I, I even follow a suntan oil <laughs> um, page that's Australian-based, and just the page is just, it's gorgeous. Right. The, the photos they posts are gorgeous yeah. the women are gorgeous the the oily skin with sand grains on right. it is gorgeous it's Beautiful. just like i really got to get over there you have to get over there <laughs> i'll hook you up don't worry um and so what what is your inspiration for the uh swimwear label apart from 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 traveling around the world what's a what where do you get ideas for colors and cuts and that sort of thing uh, definitely social media is my number one uh, cool. inspiration tool. I ask questions to my followers and I let them answer. You know, I say, what do you guys want? And, you know, they'll, they'll request stuff. Can you make high-waisted? Can you, you know, do stuff in plum? You know, cranberry's a big color. And it's just like things that I would never think of. I would never in my life think that women would want a swimsuit that's like olive green or like right. burgundy. It just seems so fall and so cold mm. and but they want it. If that's the trend, the color trend, then that's what they want. And I have to make that. So I have to keep up, you know, keep up with the keep ups. <laughs> and um, I use Instagram for that. Yeah. I look at pictures of girls that are younger than me. I look at pictures of girls that are older than me. I look at pictures of girls that are um, athletic. I, right. look, I look at pictures of all kind of women just so I can get a, a general all around so I can create for everyone. Yeah, and that's so interesting that, that, that it's so interactive how you, you work with things. And, and it's like you, you, that's so interesting way to use social media because it's like 
for so many, well, for the last couple of years, it's obvious that it's a, um, a marketing tool, but to, to actually use it to define is very clever and to, to design with is very clever, so that's very impressive. Um, you were talking about earlier about uh, which pictures to post and which ones not to post and which ones had more success. What strategies do you use to post um, I definitely think timing has a lot to do with it. Um, depending on who you want to reach right. is when you should post. Okay. You know, sometimes you can post things in the middle of the night when you think everyone <laughs> is sleeping. But guess who's awake? The people in Europe, China. Exactly. So, um, yeah. you know, it just depends on who you want to you, you reach. Like, I'll post things at 3 a.m. and think... This, no one's going to care about this. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's got, you know, 70,000 likes. And I'm like, wow, who was, who was yeah. awake to see this? And it's like people in Europe All or people in Asia. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, wow, you know, that's how you can reach them. If you want to reach the L.A. market, yeah. you got to wait till they wake up. Right. You can't post at 9 right. o'clock in the morning. They're not awake yet. <laughs> New York is awake. Right. But L.A. is not. Yeah. you got to wait till. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so it's more afternoon than for yeah. LA people. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah or yeah. even evening. Yeah. Evening is is great. So you know, you just gotta post depending on who you want to see what you're posting. Uh, and what do you tend to post more? Um, do you tend do you post more of yourself or more of of your line? What sort of strategy strategies do do you um, use to do that? Okay, so here's the thing with my Instagram specifically. Yeah. We'll just go right to Let's Instagram. Go. Yeah, please. Um, my Instagram has about three thousand pictures on it. Uh-huh. So. I don't know if you know, but it's really hard to delete pictures on Instagram, especially when you have that many. So what I've been doing is I open up my Instagram. Mm -hmm. I go all the way to the beginning, which takes about 20 minutes just to load, 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 load load to get there. So once I'm there, I can delete. I can delete 100 pictures, um, which takes me about an hour. (laughs) So every night I try to just delete 100 pictures. And it's just like the number still just is there. It's still 3,000 pictures. And it's 3,000 pictures of crap that people do not need to see anymore. I would... 2012 stuff, that is not who I am today. So I try to get rid of that stuff. And, um, yeah, just the strategy is, yeah, I love to post my brand. I don't want to oversaturate um, my page with it because, you know, I, I'm still me. You know, yeah. I, have a, I have a page that's dedicated to my brand. So I still like to give my supporters and my followers me. Yeah. Um, I do post my brand. I try to post other girls and other models. But, um, you know... They just want to see me. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. I've tried everything. You know, I could get Giselle in a swimsuit and mm. post it, and my supporters will say, yeah, that's great. She's hot, <laughs> but can we see you in this swimsuit, please? And it's just like, fine. So, you know, I've tried to fine get... Fine, if you do more yeah. swimsuit pictures. I've tried to, I you know... I get that a lot as well. You know, people yeah. are requesting for me in my swimwear You in a Speedo, yeah, right? of course, all the time. It's crazy. When you first came... Came to L.A. Um, I, I want to go back to how Basketball Wives got in touch with you. Did you have a, a certain notoriety or a certain bit of fame at the time? How, 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 did, how did they find, actually find out um, about you? Okay, at the time when they found me, I was... Uh, doing like music videos okay. and then like some kind of like urban modeling for like right. the magazine. So I was doing really sexy stuff, right. which was getting me a lot of attention. Yeah. I also was in a relationship with a pretty famous R&B singer, pop star. So um, that, might be it. that drew some attention to me. <laughs> yeah. The the connection for Basketball Wives, I don't really know where that came from because I mean I feel like 
I could have maybe been on a different show right. that has to do with maybe music right. relationships. But whatever, yeah. you know, it worked. Yeah. I made it work, you Absolutely. know. And, you know, someone that I dated for about a month, they made that relationship with that specific basketball player into I, you know, was a basketball wife oh, and I, I wasn't, that, that but, but if that was what was going to get me on the show, you know, Absolutely. I kind of went with it. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we dated. I'm not sure if he wants everyone to know we dated, <laughs> but you know, all right, we went on a few dates. I'll, just, I'll say we were damn near engaged if that's right. what's going to do yeah. it. So whatever you guys can talk about it. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but. There we go. But, but I like that drive. It's just like you see this opportunity and, 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 and you're not trying to, to let things get in the way with it because you know that here's your path, here's your opportunity to, to get out there. But I, I know that it's changed your life, this level of fame that comes with you, and, and it has its ups and downs. And I was just, when we were talking earlier before, before we started recording, you were telling me about going to, you were going to go to the farmer's market, but, but it was just the the amount of preparation that's involved to actually go down to to go shopping on the weekends to buy some fruits and vegetables for the family and I, I'm like do you need to kind of prepare as if you're preparing for a, an appearance well going outside and an appearance are two different things however they both require preparation yeah. you know I can't go outside looking crazy and I can't <laughs> go to the farmer's market looking crazy either because no. the farmer's market that I go to the Kardashians go to so uh -huh. there is very much paparazzi every everywhere out right. in this area so i gotta be cute at absolutely, all times darling, i would absolutely. love to just be <laughs> i i'm not like a glam girl i right. love getting my hair and makeup done and that's great but that's only one day out of the week and there's you know still six other days where i'm in sweats and a t-shirt and i don't <laughs> like to have makeup on my face and i don't want to straighten my hair i like yeah. it to just be it's natural i have a natural like beach wave yeah, hair I like that. I like that and color, um yeah. i like it yeah. so yeah it's a production just going to the grocery store or mm. the farmer's market an appearance is way different that's totally full glam and you you know what to expect i know that i'm going out with intentions of getting my photograph taken so i'm totally cool with that mm. as far as you know being photographed somewhere normal like the supermarket at this point in my career it's not that old to me yet because right. I don't have 50 photographers <laughs> coming out like I'm a super duper star, right. but I might have one hiding in a car with, you know, like a, a super lens on their camera, you mm -hmm. know, secretly snapshotting <laughs> me and I don't know, or I'll be coming out of the grocery store with two bottles of wine and I'm like, Oh great. Yeah. You yeah. get me and doing this. Below, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I like it. I like the attention yeah, because it's not ridiculous it's not crazy yeah but i mean i could see how other you know super yeah. duper stars could get tired of it but sure. i like it for right now how long is the uh, i think your um your mint swim has been going since 2013 is that around 2011 2011 okay so it's been going for quite a while yeah now. and um, where do you see your reach is it is it is it, is the reach mostly in the u.s or are you in, quite international from what i what i see you know i have customers a lot in africa which i mean inside the u.s of course that's sure. where most of my fan base is but um i've answered emails and i've made you know specific posts for people you know wondering if we ship internationally and absolutely yes we do amazing we send a lot to canada we send a lot to africa europe here and there yeah and and asia not so much i think they um like maybe their own brands and they mm -hmm. want to make sure stuff fits them because right. they're a bit smaller right. you know so um and is the shape that you design 
different to obviously like you're saying to a European style of, of swimwear do you cater for the more you know because you know the 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 trend in models and the trend in things has gone to a much curvier thing. Well, I, of, I tried. When yeah. I first started the line, I tried to keep it, you know, very, like, high-end and in the European <laughs> sizes and the little yeah. teeny tiny bottoms and the teeny tiny tops. And you know what? American girls were like, no way. We're going to lose these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's it's like they put it on and it's a thong now. Right. And I, I just couldn't get away with that. Yeah. Um, so I had to revamp the sizing and make it more fitting for american girls because we are a little bit bigger than everyone else <laughs> that's right thank god for that you've been using instagram for marketing uh what, what other social media things are you using to market your your brand um everything uh I have recently, well, I, I'm always on Twitter. I yeah. love Twitter. I love to be able to, like, talk and write. Mm. So Twitter gives me the space to, to be creatively. And do you, do, you, do you interact a lot with, because uh, I know that Twitter can be hell, and that's not something that I do a lot, but, uh, but, uh, but the interaction with uh, your followers, do you, do, you in, do you interact with them much, or is it more, more, mostly just an output for uh, no, you? No, 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 no. I interact. I for sure interact because people ask me questions on mm. there and I, I like to be able to talk it's where like I feel safe right. to talk yeah. Um, so yeah I interact completely on Twitter I love Twitter um, I've been doing things on Snapchat which I see get a lot of attention um, it's 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 the new thing it's yeah. the new tools and, and yeah everyone has to be on Snapchat you can now. tell um, when they screenshot something it tells you how oh, many it yeah oh, wow. it tells you if other that. people screenshot your thing so <laughs> I, I know careful. now yeah, you do. I um, I notice now when I post a picture of a swimsuit, I'll put my website at the bottom, and I can see that, you know, I posted a picture, it got 300,000 views, and it got, you know, 700 screen grabs. Wow. Which means they're trying to save this picture so they can look at it later, probably to see the website. Yeah. Because it goes yeah, by too exactly. fast, so you got to right. save it. Right. And then that, that lets me know that people, I can convert these people from viewers to customers, hopefully. Mm. So Snapchat is, is good. It's a new tool. The, the, the numbers of people are not as high as Instagram, but they're quality people. And, right. you know, I can see what they're doing. And I can't the really tell. The engagement yeah. with Snapchat is really good. But, and then this, the news stories that are up on Instagram has, uh, might dilute that. But uh, have you been playing with that much? Mm. No, I don't like it. Right. It's like I don't hate it, but I'm see how I am though. That's this is me. I'm when the new thing comes out, I'm so against <laughs> it, and then I get I get with the swing of things. But I don't like new. I don't yeah. like change. Even Snapchat, I didn't want anything to do with it. Right. Now I love it. Right. So how many? So it's like how many platforms have we got now? You have got to do Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. Oh, do you, do you let's Facebook let's talk still? about Facebook. Let yeah. me tell you, you. Do you have time? Please. It's a short story. Okay. So we love stories here. For years, um, I've been, like, kind of against Facebook only because I thought that it was kind of a site that, like, if you didn't go to, like, college or something, it oh, was really? okay. it was like, what are you going to be on there saying you do? Right. You know, I felt right. like it was right. embarrassing if I didn't have this, like, wow, long, long resume of things. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm not getting on there. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to see people I went to high school with. Like, right. I don't want to see that. So I didn't. However, some random person started one as soon as like at the at the beginning of my career, they started one for me and they mm. they ran it as if they were me. 
And oh, that's um, so weird. That must be it's so very weird. weird. They had like um, all of my other social medias connected to it. So when I would post on Twitter, it would go to that Facebook. When I would post on Instagram, it would go to that Facebook. So this Facebook, and and mind you, this Facebook was even talking to my mom, and my mom for right. years thought it was me. Oh no! Yeah, like everyone really thought that it was me. So even my mom. I'm like, mom, that's not me. Unfollow it. And she's like, but it's so nice. I'm like, but it's not me. <laughs> Like you can't you can't follow this page, mom. It's See, not mom me. Mom is just like happy to speak to a fake you. Yeah, and, uh, she doesn't care. She's like, well, it's popular. So if your mom doesn't care, then 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 like fans don't care. No, you know? they, well, so, they didn't know it wasn't right. me. So one day, um, we got the brilliant idea to just report it and say, hey, listen, this page has like seven hundred thousand friends or whatever Likes, they are yeah, yeah. Followers, okay yeah. so it has seven hundred thousand, and it's built up you know a reputation but it's saying it's me and it's not me mm. and they were like oh no problem you know you're you're a famous celebrity we'll get you verified and they were like just send a copy of your driver's license i sent a copy of my driver's license they totally removed the other user and put me oh there you go as it. so now yeah. i have control so of it, it. Oh, and it's oh, verified oh, you, oh and you get to keep all yeah the followers. oh yeah that's it's beautiful. my page now it's like thank you for your <laughs> thank you so much thank for you all that hard work i'll and, take that now <laughs> and so you and i use it i absolutely yeah. use it it has a lot of followers mm. and that is where i like to post the news about me when i do interviews when i have links to right. like online interviews i put them all there so that my fans can read about me because i like the fact that you can actually put a link and it actually puts the little picture to the link yeah. what's that called yeah yeah, yeah. the little uh, the preview that comes yeah. up uh, I like, like the thumbnail yes yeah. i love how that looks it mm. looks clean and fresh so when you go to my facebook it's kind of like an update of what's going on my interviews my photo shoots my things that i'm doing that's just not me being just me it's all right. like professional perfect but it's still me running it yeah and and that, and that's really interesting because you do all your social media yourself right? oh there's yeah no, there's no no assistant or someone else i doing wouldn't it. have it any other way and Beautiful. trust me i've tried and um i've tried to let People someone know, run right? run the mint <laughs> swim page and it's just it's just not i just right. need to do it myself i'm just like a hawk and i'm, yeah. I'm a tough boss yeah and I just—I think that's the point of social can't. media is the the interaction and the authenticity that you have with your followers. People like knowing it's you. Yeah. And uh, do you use uh, Facebook advertising at all? No. Right. Yeah, because I've had very interesting success with that, and the reach with that is um, is amazing. And oh and, yeah, no, people 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 count Facebook out, but it's like that's yeah. where the most people are. The most people. The they most might be people. older or even right. younger. I don't know what age group they are, but the most people are on yeah. there. And it's like, don't ever count that out. No, I, I, oh, I, counted, I counted it out for five years, and I don't count it out anymore. No. I had a, um, uh, a marketing director go to me, oh, we're just doing Instagram, Facebook is dead. And I'm just like, whoa, okay, that's a really well, strange way of being. It's, it, it's like counting out at a huge slice of the, of the social media yeah. market. And, and they, have, uh, they have ways of doing things that are different to Instagram and different ways of interacting with things. And so, yeah, I think that you need to go with all social media strategies, although I can't quite bring myself to Snapchat yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now a message from our very first sponsor. We would like to welcome Foxy Bay to the Daddy OFM family and thank them for their support. Their amazing product is the Straightening Ceramic Tourmaline Hairbrush that will leave your hair straight and sleek without all the hassle. 
Doesn't matter if you have curls, waves or frizz, this hot tool will get rid of all your hair problems with ease. The Telmaline technology produces negative ions that combine with infrared heat delivering silkier, straighter locks after every glide. Our friends from Foxy Bay are not only giving one of these to Drea herself, but five of these amazing straightening hairbrushes will be given away to five lucky and foxy Daddy OFM listeners. To enter, just go to their Instagram page, at Foxy Bay Hair, and leave the hashtag Daddy OFM on their latest photo, and we will select five lucky winners. But wait, there is more. We also have an exclusive discount code if you can't wait to get your hands on this amazing product. Use the code FOXYDADDIO, that's F-O-X-Y-D-A-D-D-I-O, to get 45% off your order. Good hair waits for no one, so treat yourself, treat your girlfriend, treat your best friend, treat yourself. For more details, check out their website, foxybay.com, that's F-O-X-Y-B-A-E.com, and don't forget to enter our contest on their Instagram page, at foxybayhair. So do yourself a favor, do Daddy OFM a favor. Uh, go to their Instagram page, enter the contest, or better still, just go and get one, because it's a great product. And I'd like to thank Foxy Bay for being our very first sponsor. Now back to our interview with Dre and Michelle. There's, a, there's an idea that's around that, that uh, when you talk to young girls, young guys, young boys, uh, they're what you do want to do when you grow up, and it's like be a social media star. Mm-hmm. Is, is, has that now actually become real enough for people? for that to be actually a uh, career goal is to do this. Absolutely, it is. I was in disbelief when it first started. I was like, no way. Like, But I see it. These these teens are starting these pages, and um, they have fans. You know, I have a 13-year-old son, and not only does he have, like, a YouTube that he's subscribed to all these people. He's subscribed to all these teens. Right. He knows who these people are who, in my opinion, are not famous, but right. they are very much famous. In, in their Absolutely. Right. They, they, seven million people subscribe to them. Like, people know who these people are, and I guess it's kids. I don't know. Yeah. But my son is very aware of who everyone is on, on YouTube and things like that. He even asked me, could he start a YouTube right. and start recording his own videos? Right. Because he believes that it's that easy yeah. to become famous if he just makes videos and i'm like um no you're not gonna start a youtube so it's like i bust in his room now and make sure he's not like recording himself doing anything weird um but yeah he, he yeah, follows so this is how teenagers have changed They're he follows these people and then there's yeah. one that's super duper famous mm-hmm. and I, I i sat and i watched one day you know what is my son looking at i looked at this guy that he's following he's totally freaking obnoxious by the way and people are obsessed with him totally obnoxious what does he, do? what, he the, does uh, like um conspiracy theories oh, okay. and right, i right, right. i hate it because right. my son is like brainwashed right he's right. like mom they say you know if the plane is crashing you're supposed to put your head down he's like but it's a conspiracy because that would kill you that would crush your spine yeah, they just want you to break your neck oh so my go. gosh it's like are you serious are it's you really so listening to this guy i'm like yeah. this guy probably doesn't even leave his house right and so what would what would be the point where where um as you become more famous you 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 know your kids will, it's a much easier jump off 
for uh, you know a child or someone famous to do their own YouTube channel. Is there a point where this would be okay with you? Or I am you just terrified of my son being on social media. Right. Um, not because I don't think he... I think he could definitely handle some of the stuff that mm. I endure, like internet bullying. I think he could handle that. Right. I'm more scared of predators, pedophiles, right. things of that nature. I And I, my son is somewhat naive. I feel like, you know, he might be tricked by someone right and i'm just so i don't ever want him to tell his location where he's at and no, i don't yeah, want it, his school to be public you know someone is crazy they could just go to his school and just say hey yeah exactly and with five 5.3 million followers there yeah. must be one or two crazies in there you yeah know? like i don't post you know any pictures of his school sh- when he's at his school shirt because you know he has right. the he has well, the private strategy. school patch yeah. And that that tells where that his tells school exactly is. Where you are. So it's like, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. So I'm just, you know, scared, mom. And well, yeah, and that's not surprising. And so, what is there any advice that you would have in their own fashion fashion lines on how to to uh, to um, how to handle social media and use it for marketing purposes? Are there any kind of guidelines or suggestions you would have for them? Um, I would say know who your following is and cater to them because right. you can you know you can put out a bunch of stuff that you think is is great and not saying you know steer away from your dreams and what you truly love but cater to the people that you want to buy it if mm-hmm. you're putting out a whole bunch of shirts with safety pins and your fans are not like the grunge rocker safety pin kind of kids then you're not going to sell it right. so you have to figure out what it is that they want and create and design for them mm. as far as blogging um that's something that i need to get into because <laughs> that is like the thing yeah. and i don't know much about blogging i just know i want to do it because i love to write mm. um and where did your voice come from have you always written is this something that you've always done or did i just you like to, i just like to talk and yeah. um you know, sometimes I get frustrated and I can, like, have, like, a, a mini rant. And with Twitter, it's like you only get 140 characters. So it's like you got to rant, send, yeah. rant, <laughs> send. And then it's just, it just looks like you're crazy yeah. instead of being able to just write one paragraph and then go, ooh, at the end. Right. And I, f- I found that um, One paragraph doesn't make you seem so crazy. No, one but, paragraph But 50 it is, makes you seem like you're nuts. <laughs> And no one's nuts on Twitter. So, but I've, I've found that you were saying it's like you've had this rant building up in, in your head, and this is what I've been um, doing recently. Is is rather than just let that rattle around my head, rattle around over and over, I've started to write things down. A TV you watch or what? Yeah, sure. We can talk about what I look at like on social media. Yeah. And so, so I want to talk to you now about um, where you draw your inspiration from. So, are there any bloggers that you follow, or movies, or TV series, or, or who are your favorite kind of social media stars that people should look out for? I am inspired by fashion and all things fashion, so I follow all of the designers. Mm-hmm. Um, who you know, are your favorite then? Mm, you can have top three. Top three. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, in no particular order. Okay, no particular order. I'm going to go Alexander Wang, mm-hmm. Zach Posen, and... Hmm. 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 Oh, no. I don't know. I don't have a third one. Don't make me choose. This okay. is too much. So those two, so Zach, Zach Posen and Alexander Wang are two amazing designers, and it's really interesting that you go with them because they're, they're much more 
of serious and artistic designers, and I mean, I love what they do, and so that's. Oh, great. Tom Ford! I'm oh, sorry. Tom Ford, oh my of gosh! I'm wearing his glasses. Oh, like <laughs> oh my gosh! He's gonna kill me that I forgot him. I didn't forget you. You were just so up there in my mind that I, it was just it slipped my mind. Tom Ford is my number one. Well, that's fantastic. Um, I follow. Well, talk to us about Tom. What, what is it you like about his aesthetic? I love that Tom is American. First of all, mm. um, and to be that big and American, it's it's tough. Yeah. You know, because everyone is from somewhere else right. you know and every everyone gets the credit the fashion credit from being you know from paris and italy and here and there and yeah. he's american he's yeah. from texas yeah and um i love that i just think everything that i've ever read about him like you know he's shot with so many different celebrities and mm. they all give um like a story about him Goodbye. and everyone just has these amazing stories about him that he's just like a really cool guy yeah He's attractive, yeah. um, and I, I think he's an excellent designer. His stuff is just so sexy, yeah. and it's not frumpy, and I love that he's, you know. It's so sharp, and, and, and like the yeah. menswear, I love the menswear. I wear his glasses. I've been wearing his glasses for so long, and he's sharp and defined. It's, it's and, amazing. He's yeah. just a great designer, and, um, you know, I and, um Maybe Gucci. I'm, I'm not sure. I know he's working for someone. Sure oh, maybe yeah. it was Gucci. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's just, you know, he, he pioneered his way to where he is. You know, he started working for someone, then went on and, and created his own dream and his own vision. And I think that that is really, really cool. Um, another blog that I follow, which is growing rapidly, is Fashion Bomb Daily. Okay. And um, they're a fashion-based blog, and they pr- pretty much post celebrities and what they're wearing. And... Um, not only am I fascinated with what other celebrities are wearing, but I'm fascinated with the comments of whether people think that it's hot or not. Because some things See, I think so are beautiful, and then other people are like, no, I wouldn't have worn black pants with that. The black right. pants killed it. Right. Leave the black pants. Next time wear white pants. It's like, oh, my gosh. And here I'm thinking this outfit is perfect, but mm. 3,000 other people do not like it. And it's like, ooh. And I love this I love this about you how, you, how you're using social media for research and not just to put your own thoughts out, I did, but to see what people really want. And I think that's a really clever way of, of using social media going I don't think I don't think people have taken it serious enough because I'm going to tell you why. I don't think that major, major brands and corporations have taken it serious enough. Right. And that's why the masses haven't take it, taken it serious enough. Once, like, companies like Ford Motors, once they start developing their social media... Right. And maybe say, yeah. ah, commercials are great, but it's like social media is greater. Mm. There is no way you would get 40 million people to see one thing. Whereas if Kim Kardashian posted it, you got 50, 60 yeah. million people are going to see it at one time. Yeah. There's not a commercial that can get that. No, and, the, um, the reach of social media now is incredible. And it, and it has, a, has had a huge effect on, on advertising and PR and marketing and the way things worked, even in the last couple of years. But I, but I really feel that but for even not the big brands but for other brands that, that it's it's the gatekeepers are no longer there and you can you can now go directly to your customer and find your customer and and just before we go and thank you so much for your time it's been a great chat and very informative as i knew it would be but um you talked about knowing your your uh knowing who you're selling to and there's this idea in in a lot of entrepreneurial um podcasts about um who your avatar is like who is how you would define the person and they almost have it down to a a single person that if you if you were to describe the girl that you're aiming at, is it? Is it? Um, she's young. She's 
probably between 25 and 30 mm-hmm. and she is goal driven mm-hmm. and um I would say she's she's very normal, right? You know, right. she's not a glam girl. She's just a working girl. You know, she may have a, a regular job. She she may be a dental assistant. Right. She may be um, working in a, a retail clothing store, yep. and she just likes nice things. Nice. And that's perfect. Well, darling, thank you so much. It was really informative and you <laughs> no were problem. great and hilarious. And um, I can't wait for this to come out. And I can't wait for everyone to see the pictures. I'm excited to see the pictures. Show me the pictures. <laughs> they shall be with you this week. You shall have a preview this week. But they were beautiful and amazing. So thank you again, thank darling. Thank you. Bye. Well, it's been so great working with Drea. We've done a couple of projects together now, and I can't wait to do, do more, so stay tuned. But what I love about Drea, Drea is her drive, her belief in herself, and her openness to continuing to learn. Her relationship with her followers is amazingly interactive. She respects them, she listens to them, she appreciates them. Because not only are they her fans, they are her customers. And it doesn't matter if you're an actor, a director, a designer, your followers are your customers. As Drea said, know who your followers are and convert them from a viewer to a customer. And it's not a cynical process, it's a genuine one. Genuine one. All too often we have disdain for those who admire us. It's a common thing amongst creatives. In fact, the ones that admire you, your work are clearly the most clever in the land. <laughs> so interact with your followers genuinely. When you post something, stick around and reply. But they are your thousand truth fans, to quote Kevin Kelly. And if you haven't heard that, if you haven't read that blog post, Google it. It's the way forward for all creatives. So thanks again for listening. Don't forget to rate and review the show. More reviews means more attention from the show. And if you've listened this far, please go to the podcast app, hit search, punch in Daddy OFM, Tap on the album art and hit the reviews tab and then write her a short review. Even one word would be great, like amazing or spectacular or thoughtful. You get the idea. And don't forget the five stars. Check out my Instagram page, at jbookalil. Don't forget the Daddy OFM website, daddyofm.com. Email us. Send us a message, daddyofm at gmail. If you've got any comments, any questions, any guest suggestions, please, I'd love to hear And as I sit here in Paris putting the finishing touches to this episode, I just wanted to say a big happy birthday to Drea, as the day we go live is Drea's birthday. So all the best for 2017. So glad we could kick off the year right with some great photos and a fantastic podcast. Some of those photos will be available in the daddyofm.com gallery, and I hope that all future guests will be able to share some of their work there for you to enjoy. Well, our pirate ship is setting sail once again, and I want to bring the best creative minds out there together to help you get your pirate ship at full sail, too. So look out for new episodes coming soon. Taking us out is Rihanna with Diamonds. Daddy O out. Like a diamond, shine bright like a diamond, shine bright like a diamond, so shine bright.